Welcome to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in McKeesport, PA, the friendly church in the heart of town since 1885. We're located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport. We invite you to join us this Sunday for worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Our celebrant was the Reverend David Kinsey, and our musical director and organist was Georgia Labetta. Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand, and the goats to his left. Then the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those in his left hand, you who are cursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me, naked and you did not give me clothing, sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? And then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
time ago when I was a pastor at St. Thomas in Cannonsburg, there were four clergy that kind of hung around together. They called us the Four Horsemen. Unfortunately, the three of them have passed. Uh, one was Father Sircone, who was the uh, a priest of the St. Patrick's Roman Catholic Church. He had a membership of about 12,000. Uh, the second was, uh, was uh, Sherman Ott. Sherman uh, was uh, pastor of the Presbyterian Church, Cannesburg UP Church, 1969. Uh, they went through the same things a lot of churches are doing today. There were four Presbyterian churches in one town. They closed three of them and made uh, the Cannesburg UP Church the primary Presbyterian church. Uh, the third was uh, Charles Johnson, uh, African Methodist Episcopal Church, uh, one of my greatest mentors, a man who I absolutely loved, and I and my wife and I are, are members uh, of, are honorary members of that church. One day, uh, Sherman and I were, were right before Thanksgiving. We were having lunch together, uh, and uh, the question came up between the two of us: What do the people on the street do for Thanksgiving? And we came to realize there was not a program uh, in Cannesburg to deal with that. And at that point, we had 14 various uh, programs that the ministerium ran. As a matter of fact, we were so successful as a ministerium collectively uh, that we spoke at a lot of ministerians throughout southwestern Pennsylvania. Uh, and one of the questions they all, the clergy always would ask uh, me when I would make the presentation is, why are you so successful? And I said, for once, a bunch of clergy belong to an association and we trust each other. It's that simple. Uh, so we, we, we came up with this, this brainstorm that we were going to somehow feed the street people. And we started out with a group of people. We, we kind of planted the seed, gathered together some people, and we, we decided that we would uh, have a free Thanksgiving dinner for the street people. And we advertised it on the street and there was signs everywhere. And we had a pretty fair turnout. There weren't that many people in the Cannesburg, Houston area. Uh, the next year we thought, well, let's extend it to the widows and widowers. Uh, and the next, and next thing you know, we extended it to anybody that didn't want to even cook. You can come down to the Cannesburg UP Church and you will get a meal that, that'll, that'll blow your mind. Uh, we had a professional cook come in and, and, and uh, that did all the cooking. It was just a smashing success. My wife, the, the, listen to this, my wife was kind of like the stem winder behind this. She was the administrator. Uh, nobody got paid for this position, but she had about 70 volunteers. Now, that's amazing. The, the, the thing that's even more amazing, she had 50 on a waiting list that wanted to come down and work. The enthusiasm was just, was just it, was, it was infectious. And it was just a, a marvelous, marvelous time. And when we had resigned, uh, from St. Thomas, and we kind of hung around for a couple more years. We had fed at that point over 10,000 meals. Today, the program is run by Linda Caliguire, uh, another stem winder, one of those persons you, you know, you, you point her in the right direction, she just gets it done. She also runs the toy chest. So uh, the, the program is, is, is alive and well. But what amazed me about that program is people will say to me, you know, David, uh, you've done so many things, wonderful things. And I said, no, 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 no. You minister to me more than I minister to you. And I want to relate one story that was just so, so amazing. And there's, there's a host of stories that came out of, of that, that Thanksgiving dinner. There was, there was a little tiny lady 
uh, had two children. One was in diapers. I don't think she weighed 100 pounds. She was just a, just a, just a tiny little girl, a beautiful little girl. She had a, a child that was probably, uh, I would guess, maybe a year and a half, two years, still in diapers in a high chair. And she had another child who was about six years old. And the volunteers were, were just overwhelmed by the way, the amount of food that this little skinny girl was eating. It looks like she had never eaten for days. And, and, and the way she took care of those kids was absolutely amazing. If one of those children, the one on each side of her, would drop something, she would apologize, pull her chair back and clean up uh, and, and, and make sure that the child didn't spill anything else on the floor. When she was done, our, we would normally send home, as with all families, a half a gallon of milk and enough food for a week. So we got this package ready for her, and I went over to her and I said, where are you from? And she said, I'm from Houston, Pennsylvania. And I said, well, how did you get here? And she said, I walked. Now that's about four miles, pushing this little cart. There's no sidewalks in part of that, that travel and carrying this little fellow beside, him, beside her. And I said, uh, well, we're gonna take you home. And, and she was gathering up her kids. She opened up her wallet, her, her purse. And there was a, it was a little tiny purse and uh, there were some cosmetics in there, like ladies always carry. And there were two $1 bills. And she looked at me and she, handed me these two dollars. She said, this is all I have, but I will give it to you. I went over to the reception area and there was a free will offering. And I peeled off, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 dollars. And I went over and put that in her purse. She said to me, this is the greatest Thanksgiving I've ever had. And she said, before I leave, would you do me a favor? She said, would you hug me? And I hugged this little girl and sent her on her way. Some of you have read the story of St. Francis, Francis of Assisi, who, a gentleman who was rather wealthy in that time. He was going past an individual who had leprosy. Now, I don't know what leprosy was all about in that time. All I know is what I read, and I understand that you, you basically would just lose your facial, your skin, your fingers would drop off. I don't know whether it was a form of can I have no idea. But they lived by themselves, away from the people because it was contagious. And they lived there just to go, a place to go and die. And St. Francis, for some reason, saw this leper on the side of the road. And the story goes that for whatever reason, he put aside the fact it was contagious and he went up and he put his arms around this leper. And the moment he put his arms around this leper, the face of the leper turned into the face of Jesus Christ. That's powerful. 
That's what the scripture was about today. If someone were to say to me, could you describe the Bible to me in a sentence? Just in a sentence. I would simply say, go and read Matthew 25. It's about the Bible. It's about giving and loving. It's that simple. It's about giving and loving. In order for us to put this program together, it takes a lot of effort. When I leave this church, or wherever I'm preaching, I, I get in my car, and the only thing I want to do is go home and lay down. You just suck the spirit right out of me, and that's a good sign. When the spirit is just drawn from you because of what you read or what you said, or the fact that you hug somebody, and I love it when I leave here and I have that, that tired feeling. Well, I had that tired feeling one day after this Thanksgiving luncheon. And I, my wife and I were the last people to leave. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I went back into the kitchen to make sure that the, that the kitchen was cleaner than when we first went in there. I opened up the refrigerator to make sure that all the stuff was properly put in away. And I went through the, the serving area to make sure every, all the food, uh, if there was any food that was all put away, there was, there was just nothing laying out. And I come walking out of the fellowship hall, and my wife was standing next to a gentleman who was about 70 years old, uh, unshaven for a couple days. Uh, he, he had an odor about him. Uh, and, and, and my wife said, this gentleman is hungry. Well, I'm ticked. I'm tired. I want to go home. And I, 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 I walked over to him, and I said, where were you at 12 o'clock? He said, I'm hungry. I could smell the booze on him. I said, you were more concerned about drinking than you were about eating, but now you're hungry. He said, yes, sir, I'm hungry. And I turned, and I went back in the kitchen. And I looked at the stainless steel, and I, I didn't see any food there. I opened the refrigerator, and basically there was nothing there to eat. And I walked out in the serving area, and there in that serving area, there were two takeout containers that I know was not there when I made my last trip. I opened up that one container, and steam came out. I closed the container, still frustrated and tired, and I went back to this gentleman, and I kind of thrust this into his chest. When he first came in there, his, his one hand was in his side pocket, and when he pulled his arm out, he had no hand. And he took this stub and he put it underneath the food and he put his hand on top of the food and he said, thank you. I'm really hungry. And he left. After he was gone, I was so ashamed at my profession. I failed God. 
because I was more concerned about David Kinsey than I was about this gentleman that was hungry. You cannot convince me that that was not a miracle that occurred in that kitchen because that kitchen was clean when I walked through it the last time and all of a sudden two dinners show up. But I learned something. That gentleman could have been Jesus. That gentleman could have been Jesus. And I turned my back on him. That'll never happen again. It's a learning experience I'll never forget. There was a miracle that occurred, but I failed to recognize Jesus. When you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. That's what loving is all about. I pray that when you leave here today, you think about who in your neighborhood could use a visit. Who in the hospital needs to see you? The churches today, with all the problems that we have in this world, should be standing room only. That with all the strife and all the arguments and all the fighting, it's all about me. It's not about the people that are hurting. When I was at St. Thomas, I had the privilege of working with an incredible group of people. We had, I think, 125 members. We'd always get 100 on Sunday. And I only asked them to do two things if they wanted to be a member of that church. Number one, you had to be able to be in church every Sunday because somebody in that church needs you. And they were very good about that. They weren't out at the golf course. They didn't have something else they had to do. No, they were in church Sunday morning. And the other thing that I asked them to do was this. No matter what your physical or mental condition, I want you involved in some kind of an outreach program. Well, if you were homebound, you can always write a letter. You can always call people. You can t recognize people that have birthdays and, and anniversaries. There's always something to do. You see, this church is simply a building. The church is out there in the marketplace. And people are out there dying and thirsting for the gospel. And it's up to you to take that gospel to them. Interestingly enough, every year, the community would hold a big banquet. And they would select someone to be the citizen of the year in Cannesburg, Houston area. Would you believe in a 10-year period, nine people came from St. Thomas Episcopal Church because they recognized their work in the community? What a tribute to the community and to that church. It wasn't about David Kinsey. It was about what God has in store for you. So as you leave this place today, I charge you and challenge you to take care of somebody
because when you hug them, you may well be looking into the face of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of thanksgiving. We thank you for the gift of love. We thank you for the gift of giving. Walk with us this week as we search out your presence in someone's life. and Help us meet the needs of those we touch. Amen. You've been listening to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport since 1885. Heard today were the Reverend David Kinsey and our church choir under the direction of Georgia Labetta. We invite you to join us for Sunday worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.